When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Jay Hibbs, Stratford Paddock. This is the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ronaldo Brown. Ronaldo, how are we doing? I'm doing great, mate. I'm doing all right. Doing all right. I'm good because we've got a very special guest today. We've got uh, an absolute tier one transfer (laughs) journalist. Christoph Terra joins us. You may have seen him on the, I think he's on the Five Live European Football Show, amongst other things as well. And obviously he writes for various publications. Christoph, thanks for coming on the channel. You're welcome, guys. Good to be here. Just going to get into it. Um, Slavin Bilic has just been sacked by West Bromwich Albion and replaced by Sam Allardyce. So we've already seen the first Premier League managerial casualty. How much pressure do you think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is under? Every manager is always under pressure, but I don't think they will sack him that easily unless it goes badly wrong. But you, you have the thing that I have with, uh, with Zidane at Real Madrid. Once a manager gets under pressure he suddenly starts winning. And that's the thing with Oli too. Once, uh, once there's media putting pressure on him, fans putting pressure on him, suddenly that, steam, that team starts performing again. So it's not that they're always in, in, in a bad slump or something. They always seem to have like good results, then a worse period, and then again, good results. So it it's up for them to find consistency, I think, and I think they will stick with him for a while because hey, until it goes badly wrong, I think, and it's it's difficult to uh, to find a new manager during the season too and make that change. I think top usually top managers are not keen to to take over a job during the season. So if they've already decided, yeah, Oli might not be our man. I think it might happen. I, I, after the season rather than now, un- unless uh, yeah, it all explodes. But uh, seeing and uh, from what I hear, Oli's not under big pressure from the board as yet. So, uh, but yeah, as in football, things can change quickly in two weeks. So, uh, we'll have to see, see what happens. But I think he's not under real, real pressure. No, you're right, things, things can obviously change. Um, but what do you make of the, the job he's done so far? Well, it's uh, the good thing he, he did. I think uh, United, in a way, have 
come back to their identity in a way by getting some of the youngsters through, giving them chances. Like you see, uh, you saw it with, uh, yeah, Rashford was already in the team, but you see it with Greenwood, with Brandon Williams at certain points, giving youngsters a chance. That's a good thing. But yeah, I don't see the real United that we all used to know, uh, like uh, up to... Uh, 2000, uh, 2013 under Sir Alex Ferguson. It's a very difficult job, and I don't think it's quite it's as balanced as uh, as everybody wants. But I don't know if he will bring them to the next level. That's my biggest fear. Is he the man that's going to push them to the next level? Not sure. Is he tactically good enough for that? Uh, I don't know, I don't work with him, but you see sometimes, I think sometimes they are a, a little bit too cautious in their game. It's not that they go out full attack. It's, it's, they, miss, they miss a sparkle in that, ga- in that game. And that's what people uh, under Alex Ferguson games weren't always that, that good either. But you had that, yeah, is it the winning mentality, that determination in the squad, that, that hunger to go for real good results, that's something I'm missing, but that might also be uh, down to uh, down to uh, profiles of players that you have, that the hunger and that drive is not really there. But yeah, anyway, uh, since they uh, bought uh, Bruno Fernandes, which is uh, one of the, the best signings in the Premier League in the, in, the, in the last year, a lot has changed and they have found their flair a little bit back, but it's still not enough for me, but that's also me knowing United from uh, from uh, from '95 till uh, 2013, always being there and being a really, really, really strong squad. And yeah, maybe it will need more time, but I'm not sure that Oli's the right man for that. And he hasn't he hasn't proven to me yet that he is that right man. Well, if you believe that Oli isn't the right man at the moment for United, who do you feel like is the right man for United at the moment? It's it com- always comes down to the to the to one name, I think. If uh, we all know that Sir Alex Ferguson is a big fan or was a big fan of Maurizio Pochettino, I think he's a man that can push a group of young, hungry players to the next level. What he has proven before at Southampton where he had a young squad and then at Spurs I think in that way he's the right manager he plays the sort of football that everybody likes but not sure if he has that cultural match with uh, with United that uh, the DNA that Man United has to have I don't know he if he has that click that the, the thing with Solskjaer is that still that yeah it's yeah, it's because I, I was young in the 90s, probably. It's still like an icon, in a way. And they still have that united feeling. And that's why it's so difficult to get rid of him, too, I guess. Uh, because he's been he scored one of the most important goals uh, in, in history. But I think if I was in charge, if I was, uh, if I was at Woodward, I would, uh, I would go for Pochettino and the director of football. Because uh, not everything was going uh wrong at United at the moment is down to the manager is down to a lot of 
wrong choices that they've made over the last few years. In my eyes, United is not a football club anymore, but it's more like become like a business and business people taking football decisions. And yeah, that, that feels in a way wrong. If all those decisions were right, I would have said, yeah, let, let them go on. But it feels like often there's the balance between, yeah, is it commercially a good decision or is it business-wise a good decision? That's not how football clubs are running away. If you look, for example, at Liverpool, where they've been, they've been to bad periods too, where they had to rebuild. Now they have good people in charge who are working in the modern way with good scouting based on uh, on 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 data to to add to the scouting you have a manager who's yeah who's, who has the dna of the club who understands the fans who understands even the community the city and that's what a type of manager that manchester united needs i think it's one who understands everything but he needs the structure around him to be good too and I know that they've invested a lot in new scouts over over the last uh, few years. But what's done with that information? You don't see them buying that. Uh, Bruno Fernandes was an obvious one. Everybody knew he was a good one. But you don't see them picking, for instance, like the the Andy the the Andy Robertson transfer, a guy who's who was good at Hill, had good data, and suddenly becomes a world beater. At, at Liverpool, that's that's the insight they are lacking, and the, I don't know if the people have a lot to say, uh, the scouts, in the decisions that are made. But that's usually what goes wrong at football clubs: is that one that it's too business based, and I have the feeling with United that it's uh, it's uh, sometimes marketing United instead of, Ma- of Manchester United. That's something that has to change. But I can understand their reluctance too, too, that they have to find the right people to do that, like the right director of football. But they're looking already four or five years for for director of football, which is quite weird. Why don't you go for somebody? There are a lot of good directors of football around. And I think that's what they're lacking at the moment. I would have to agree. But kind of looking ahead to the January transfer window, do you see United doing much business in January? Uh, from what I'm hearing, there's not. It's 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 really been quiet on every front in transfer window. Uh, if I'm now covered, like it's 15 years of transfers, it's really quiet everywhere. It's not only United; it's other clubs too. It's like they're still. Yeah, it's it it are uncertain times. It's still anticipate. You can't anticipate on what's. What will happen in in February or March? Will we still have? Uh, will they still have uh, people in attendance? Not sure. And clubs are waiting. And I don't see a lot happening at United either. To be fair, um, business wise, uh, they made some. Uh, they had some loss. Uh, they they're not sure if they're going to be in Champions League. Uh, uh, for the next season, then so missing out on money now going to the Europa League too, which means that they are missing out on at least 10 20 million from the Champions League too. So it all has to do with tight budgets at the moment. And as they already have a very high uh, uh, um, wage, uh, very high wages, that yeah, they are reluctant to do anything. But anyway, sometimes things pop up during a window when you suddenly get an injury of an important player. They will do something, I guess, but they're not actively 
uh, really pushing, pushing for moves. That will be something for the summer, I guess, uh, again. Do you think Solskjaer is frustrated with how he's being backed in the transfer market? Well, if you look at the targets they had, if you miss out on Erling Haaland, for instance, I would be very frustrated as a manager if you see him performing right now, of course. And yeah, he wanted Sancho and yeah, he still isn't there and he won't come during the winter transfer window because that's a far too expensive and complicated one to do in uh, in four weeks. So it will be again in the summer. So I think that he's missing some of the profiles he asked for. But I'm not sure if he's, if he's a man that's going to be very frustrated the Mourinho way so called day that he didn't get player X or player Y. So, uh, but going for Haaland, for instance, that could have been like a key factor. And I always ask myself, why couldn't United get him? What's the reason behind it? Why didn't he go there? Is it because of what's happened over the past few years? Do they did they think that the pressure would be too high for him? It's it's still yeah you you're not you don't expect a team with with the magnitude of United to miss out on a player like Haaland. Uh, Sancho, I can understand that it was a very complicated deal with the club that didn't want to sell uh, at the price United wanted to give, and United looking at their finances, um, not wanting to give twenty or thirty million more. Spending uh, spending thirty to twenty million more on a player, but it's uh, yeah, it's 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 been a specific transfer window too, and that's been at a lot of clubs. You can't you can't compare it with Chelsea, for instance, who uh, who had like yeah, who spent like two hundred million, but yeah, they had lot lots of uh, lots of money uh, over from from the last few years because they weren't yeah, transfer ban was a good thing for Chelsea uh, in a way, so. Yeah, it's. I don't think he's that frustrated, but I think he might have wanted a few different players that are not in his squad right now. But yeah, anyway, it's difficult for United to sell their players too because they're all on on high wages. They really have to offload them. Like, for instance, look at what what happened with with Alexis Sanchez. It's like you're constantly in that uh, vicious circle of uh, of your mistakes and uh, making up for your mistakes and making mistakes again because of the mistakes you made before. That's the feeling I have with United uh, at the moment. Uh, and I think a manager might have that frustration too, like uh, Mourinho had before. 100%. Um, Christoph, just looking at the Premier League this season, how open do you feel it is? Do you feel like the title race is wide open or do you think it's still perhaps Liverpool's to lose? I think, I think the next few weeks will be deciding. You see that like the big teams are catching up in a way. So, but... It's 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 a it's a season I've never seen it before. It it feels like uh, we're in a long Christmas uh, period, uh, like the whole season with all the Champions League in between the League Cup. It's like constantly football, and those players don't have real rest. And I think the top clubs suffer from that. So it won't it 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 will be more open. But I think in the end, top clubs' quality will uh, will take over if if uh, some of the some of the injured players come back. Um, it will be still the same teams at the top. That will be, that's Liverpool, that's Spurs, that's uh, that's Chelsea, Man City, and even United. Everybody's complaining 
about about the results so far but the gap isn't that that huge and you can count yourself lucky nowadays that you're not arsenal i think because they're in real trouble yeah we count ourselves lucky every day that we're not arsenal um (laughs) just on the paul pogba situation i mean it looks like it's inevitable that he's going to leave do you see that happening in january or is it more likely to be the summer I, I saw Mino Raiola already uh, tracking back on his quotes that it was difficult to do it in January. So I, I think it will happen in the summer. And it, yeah, you already have that feeling with Pogba already for a year that, yeah, the, 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 the feeling, I don't know if the feeling has always, the, his first season was quite okay, I think. Uh, the first season on the Mourinho was good. Then you saw what he's capable of. But I think... A, a player with his reputation, with his wages, he wants to win something. And I th- think he feels at this point that United is not ready to win anything, but he hasn't added a lot either. So it's, I think it's always best that you get, get rid of him and sell him for good money and buy a, a hungry player instead of, of a star. That's, I, I think they... I, I'm not saying that it's it's a it's it's a mistake to to get him uh, that they bought him back because at that point he was play, he was playing maybe at Juve played his best football he was a guy that w- had been there in youth he was that that one of the most wanted players but you know they already knew what could happen with uh, with Pogba they, we all know that story what happened between Raiola and Sir Alex Ferguson and. At a certain point, you know that what's happening right now is going to happen. It's it's simple like that. It's the way Mino Raiola works. When his players are not happy, he will do everything to get them out and he will tell it to everybody. And um, they knew that when they signed him, uh, if, uh, yeah, the, the, the room is already there for more than a year. So you feel that he wants out and... I always say, if, if a player wants out, let him go. Uh, it's not bigger than the club, and definitely not with his performances. Uh, he can be brilliant. I love watching him uh, when he's in a good day, but he can be very frustrating too, definitely for, for, for some managers uh, when he's not following their instructions. So, uh, yeah, I think it will happen in the summer. It's inevitable that, that he, he will be going. Uh, it's, it's a situation that Otherwise, if he stays for another year, you will have those stories again and that negative cycle uh, again with an agent who wants to move him on. I think his contract will run down too, I think, at that point. So you will have to sell him. Uh, you will have to sell him in the summer. Yeah, I think you're right, to be honest with you. Do you believe with that kind of Rayola dynamic, would that deter United from trying to sign Haaland in the future? It depends on what, what they offer. I think uh, Raiola has always moved his players around. If, if it doesn't end up in a war, they can still sign, uh, sign uh, Raiola players. But I think Raiola always goes for players where he can... Yeah, it's, it's, it's logical as an agent. If they give you the money, you will take it. But you want your players in, in teams that are winning something. And that's the feeling you don't have with United the last few years that they are still competing for something. They're not competing for the for the Premier League title. They're they're not competing for the Champions League. And Raiola 
only has superstar players. So I think you missed out on your chance to, to sign Haaland uh, because I think the, the interest that there already is in him is from teams that are really challenging for titles and not saying for the Champions League, but for titles. And that will play an important part in his decision. Plus, maybe once when you get the opportunity to sign Haaland, maybe Solskjaer will already be gone. And then they had that connection. You would have expected they knew each other, they worked with each other, that he would wanted to work under him if he thought it was a, a brilliant manager, but he chose chose another part, less pressure. I can understand that. I can understand why he picked Dortmund at that point because you, <clears throat> I've seen that with uh, with Lukaku, for instance, when he joined United. I knew that yeah, United is like Real Madrid and Barcelona of magnitude. You're in the... in basically in a football shopping window where everybody's watching, everybody's on your back and every movement is followed. That's what Man United, Real Madrid and Barcelona are. That's just the magnitude of those clubs. And for a young player, those circumstances are not ideal because people still expect from teams like United that they challenge for titles. They expect that every multi-million signing is immediately up to his left, uh, up to the the level of the 90 million, if you pay 90 million, and it, it's really difficult to get under that pressure. And then at Dortmund, you get the time to uh, uh, Holland get the time and and also the patience from fans. That's not a lot of pressure in in Dortmund. And at early age in the career, I can understand that. And Lukaku, for instance, is now proving it in Inter that he can cope with pressure, that he can cope with. Uh, with with uh, with leadership, but at the point at United, it didn't work out, and that had to do with pressure and not feeling appreciated either. And feeling appreciated definitely for strikers is a very important thing. So um, if Haaland hadn't scored for for five days uh, for five games in the in the Premier League, Sky Sports would be on his back. There would be loads of newspapers writing writing about it. He he, he cost uh, so much million, but he he hasn't performed upright. Never, I think you can't never you can't compare the pressure at Man United and Real Madrid and Barcelona with every other single club in the world. You have to be up for it, and you have to be you have to have strong shoulders to 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 play at United, and that won't change even even when the results are not going well you still will have that pressure. It's just because the club has been so successful for, for the last 20 years. And um, yeah, people, fans of Liverpool were even expecting a lot of things too when they were struggling. And yeah, it just needs the right manager, the right moment, the right place to get to, 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 to pull this trade. But I don't, at the moment, I don't see the solution either. No, I mean, not an easy answer. It's damning. But if, as you mentioned, United don't sign anyone in the January transfer window. Who do you believe United will be in the market for in the summer? Well, it 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 will depend if, if the manager is still the same because if 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 they decide to change managers, the the plans might change too. But I think they will try and go back for for Jadon Sancho. That's quite obvious if you're are consistent in the market and you've really set your eyes on somebody, you go back for the, the player that you really wanted that signing that you thought a year ago would add something to your to your team, you go again for him. 
that's quite obvious, I think. I like that they said, if we can't get Sancho, we won't sign anybody else. That's a good thing. Because in previous windows, they would have signed somebody, a similar player, but who wasn't up to Sancho's level. And that's a good thing. But in a way, I think they will go back for him. But anyway, a lot will depend on if all is still there, what happens in, in the next few months. But they were so convinced of him. If you want to spend 100 million for, for, for a player, you are, you are uh, prepared to do it again next year. And I think it will be a little bit easier to get him too if all COVID things are, are gone by the summer. But that's something you can't predict, of course. Just this season at United, which player has stood out for you the most? Is it Bruno Fernandes or is there anyone else that you've, you've sort of seen that, that's impressed you so far for United this season? Well, if I, if I look at 2020, nobody can have the influence that Bruno Fernandes had on the team. He's just, he gave them that sparky. He plays with a knife between his teeth. He always goes for it. He, he's there when, when they need him, but he can't do it alone. But that was a good signing. I think it's a United signing. It's 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 the ones you uh, you identificate with what United used. He has flair, but he also has that that uh, I work my socks off for this team and I take responsibility for what's happening. He's uh, he's uh, he gives his opinion in the dressing room. I think his status will only grow. In a way, he's showing what Pogba had to do when he was the multi-million signing, take that team by the hand. And uh, Bruno Fernandes does that in my eyes. Uh, I really like him. Uh, I really like him. He's, uh, I'm not saying he will be a world... I'm, I'm not sure he's in the range of, of the world's best players and not sure he will get there, but he adds something to a team and that's important too. Like if you look at the Liverpool team, for instance, they have a few world beaters, but they have some very important players too. And Bruno Fernandes is that rank of, uh, of very, very important players. Definitely, if you look at football played as a team, he's a team player. And that's what you need, a star team player. That's how, how I'm going to call him, a star team player. Absolutely, absolutely. And just finally, there's been talk of Bruno Fernandes being offered a new deal and signing a new deal. Is that something you expect to happen? Um it's yeah. If you look at his performances and if you want to anticipate on the market, I would. It's what the club will do: offer him a new deal. But you now have to be careful with what they've done before with uh, offering players new contracts. They have to make sure that they stay hungry because that's been an issue before too. Like they paid some players too much, and then they lose a little bit of the danga. I'm not sure that. Uh, Bruno Fernandes is that type of player. He's, uh, he's, he's always been, uh, been the one with, 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 with lots of determination, want, wanted to prove himself. But in a way, don't pay him too much if you offer him a new contract. But probably he already uh, deserves a pay rise after what he's done in, in his first uh, 12 months. But I think negotiations will, like they always do, take a while and he will only sign out summer or uh, because the end of the year maybe. But uh, I would understand that they will offer him uh, a new deal. It's 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 just a logical thing of, uh, yeah, where I don't know what, to be fair, it's one of those where I don't know what they earn from most players. You have an idea, but when he signed, he wouldn't have been in the, in the ranks of what 
De Gea is earning or what Pogba is earning. And if you look at the status in the team right now, he's above their level. So he would expect to be paid in a similar package too. So uh, that's going to be a tough one. But I hope they don't pay him too much because uh, if you look at the Alexis Sanchez saga and uh, yeah, you have a few other examples of players at United, once they've been paid too much, they lost a little bit of that hunger and they have to keep them hungry. Keep him hungry, definitely. As long as we keep him, that's all that I'm concerned about because, as you mentioned, he's a star team player. The good thing is that in the market, that not that the big clubs, um, Real Madrid, Barcelona, um, that they don't have a lot of money. That's the good thing about the market. It's easier to keep top players nowadays because there's no money in the. There's not a lot of money, and the places where they want to go, like often Spain is, uh, Spain or Italy, you would say, oh nice weather, things like that. They are not available. They don't have the money. So that's a good thing. So I think you will be able to keep him because you will, you will never sell him to, uh, a, to, a, to a rival like Liverpool or Manchester City. So uh, you're quite sure that if... Uh, I think he will be staying. It's, sim- it's a simple one. It's just a, a, matter of, uh, a matter of money that's available in the market right now. That's good to hear because we need Bruno, don't we? 100%. <laughs> 100%. Christoph, it's been great chatting to you. Much appreciate that. Thanks for coming on the channel. Um, and you know, look forward to see you keeping us updated on what's happening with Manchester United and all the other European yes. leagues as well. Yes, I will. Although I'm because there are not a lot of Belgians anymore involved at United. I'm not so close and checking every every single detail. But I used to like when I was a kid, uh, I used to love English football and in the nineties and then of course, Manchester United was the big team. And it's still, for me, one of the biggest teams. It's like the teams you grew up with when you were a kid. I, I was not a fan, but I liked some of the players. I saw those memorable moments like the the 99 final. And yeah, it's still a memory. I still can say where I was at that point, uh, what I've done after that goal, that I was happy that they beat Bayern Munich because... I was not a huge fan of, of the way Bayern Munich played, so you were happy for them. So, And I've always appreciated uh, Sir Alex Ferguson in a way because he's one of those managers that, always, in a way, he kept his position because he was always changing things and always getting inspirations for others, changing his backroom stuff, getting new ideas. I don't know if it's still possible nowadays to do what he did, but, yeah, he was just brilliant in managing things. And... Yeah, it's difficult to find a second one like him. I think maybe maybe United will find one day a great manager like, for instance, what Klopp has done at, at Liverpool. I still find that the perfect match, but I can't say at the moment who's the perfect match as a manager with Manchester United. Even Pochettino, if I'd say Pochettino is 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 a is a great a manager, he would fit. But I still don't have that thing that. I have with Klopp, when, when Klopp joined uh, Liverpool, you immediately knew it would work. The, the chemistry between the fans, the way he, uh, the, the way he behaves and overacts even, that works in Liverpool. And that's what United need, I think, a manager that has a spark to and a connection with, with the public, with the fans too. That's an important one, to one who understands what the real culture is. And you would have expected that from Oli. He knows what the culture is. But does he have all the abilities for Manchester United manager? Not sure. Maybe he might. Maybe it's going to prove me wrong. So uh, let's see. 
Let's see indeed, yeah, hopefully he will prove you wrong because I'd love to see Ole Gunnar Solskjaer have the success as a manager that he had as a player because, you know, 99 was certainly special. You were too young for that, weren't you? I was one year older. <laughs> <laughs> no, OK, well... Just, just a super sub of, of, of the managers, just the one in between that brings you towards something like a super sub, your super sub manager, and then get, he builds towards something and then you get somebody who, uh, who does the real deal. That's a possibility too. It is very well said. Yeah, that is a possibility. Hopefully, we'll return to former glories. Christoph, thanks a lot for joining us. We'd much appreciate it. You're welcome, guys. So that was Christoph Tarrant. Good chatting to him, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. He had, a, he had quite a lot of opinions, quite a lot of strong ones. He had a lot to say. I think that was quite an interesting listen. What I know. I always like when you chat to people out as well. They've got a lot to say. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, he did, didn't he? Which very, is great. It makes our intrigued. life a lot easier. I was very intrigued by, yeah. by a lot of his opinions. Well, it always saddens me when you speak to journalists like, and they talk about how United were one of the big clubs when you were growing up. They were one of the clubs that used to win. Yeah, we were one of the ones that used to win Champions Leagues. And you think, yeah, I, I remember that. But you probably don't, do you? I, I, I do. You remember 2008? Of course I do. Right, good. Yeah, hopefully we'll get there one day again. Of course. Um, well, it could be worse. It could be Arsenal. Yeah, exactly. As Christoph Serra said, yeah, it could be Arsenal. Um, this has been the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast. If you're not doing so already, check out the members section where we've got the 12 Days of Paddock. We're giving away a load of goodies. Also got some exclusive content on there as well and the chance to win a PlayStation 5. And if you're not subscribing, make sure you are subscribing to the channel because we'll have all the usual shows coming up, including the match previews, the watch-alongs and the fan cams as well. I've been Jay Motti, that's been Ronaldo Brown. This has been the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply